Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here. And today we're going to talk with Melanie Spring, a, a speaker trainer, former brand strategist, brand agency, about one of the most fundamental things about video and speaking, but also one of those things that we all ignore our energy. Uh, and before we get started with Melanie, of course, it's brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. One of the best things for marketing your stories is your customer stories. Go to VideoCaseStory.com to get started collecting, crafting, and delivering those. All right, Melanie, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm excited to talk to you all the way from Vero Beach. Yeah, well, you know, you're right on the street, so. Yes, <laughs> yes. I actually I had a guest on the, like, I've had a several guests on that, you know, you're a little further than my closest ones, but I had one I'm like, well, where are you? They're like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's literally around the corner for me. You're like a hundred yards from me. And it took us like transforming, but uh, <laughs> uh, we're here in Florida and Melanie, tell us, you know, we're going to talk today about your stories from your, your branding agency, but um, now you're doing speaker training and we're talking about energy, but how did you get into the space? Well, how did you get into speaker training? How did you get into this whole coaching area? Well, I accidentally got into it. My, my whole life, I've been a brand strategist. And as I was transitioning out of that and not wanting to deal with the agency life anymore, I realized just how much there was a dumpster fire in my inbox all the time with like, my website's down. I'm like, I'm not your hosting company. I appreciate that. <laughs> I helped you put those pieces together. That's not okay. Yes. It's my fault. It's fine. But I moved into this about five years ago and I was just like, I'm going to be a full-time speaker. That's what I'm going to do. This is how it's going to be. And people kept asking me, they're like, yeah, but you don't seem like a speaker. Like you're not like a, all right, stand behind the podium, stand there and give my speech kind of thing. And so a lot of my friends and colleagues and other people kept asking, so can you help me with what I'm doing? And I'd always written brand launch speeches and helping CEOs talk about the thing that they're launching next and what they're doing. So it just became a really easy fit. And I've always talked about how you're showing up as a brand. So it was really easy to move into training speakers as well. Love that. And it, it, agency life is tough, isn't it? <laughs> so tough. <laughs> I'm so happy not to be in it anymore. And yeah, because we have a lot of agencies that listen to this and, uh, you know, it's, I think, you know, on the outside, everyone's like, well, that's great. Doing marketing for other people is, is easy and fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm not trying to talk anyone out of doing agency work because people need it. And I need to keep referring people to people who do it. But at the same time, I'm like, you have to be a specific kind of human to do agency life and just really love it. Yes. I agree with that completely. Completely. I, you know, I think that's, that's it. It's not a skill set. It's a type of human. It is. Uh, <laughs> and just, I, I don't want to go way off topic, but what, I mean, what do you think are the assets of a, like, if you're like, this is the person that should be a great agency owner, what, what are, what's the energy that they should be bringing? Well, mostly it's making sure that they can find the right people and delegate the things that they don't need to be doing. So I would say that to any CEO, owner, entrepreneur, it's really taking that idea that I'm really good at these things and these are the only things I'm good at. So I'm just going to stick to those things 
And a lot of people, especially agency owners, typically are like, oh, yeah, but they're hiring us for me. So they get into that whole thing where they're like, oh, but they don't want to work with my project manager because it's me who's behind the scenes. I'm like, yeah, I think our egos can tend to get in the way when it comes to us being the person who's selling it, but then also the person who has to deliver it. And I think the biggest step that I had to learn as an agency owner was processes are king in agency work, knowing that you have people in place, making sure they're introduced early, making sure that you know when things happen, other things are triggered. It's that process that's in place. So I think those are the two things really. Oh, so true. So true. Yeah. Processes and people, right. Uh, And it's, and it's tougher than ever. I mean, the process is kind of our, but it's, it's always evolving too, especially digital marketing. Uh, It's like, you you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, but you know, I want to get back to this idea of speaking and energy because everyone needs to be on video now. Everyone needs to be speaking. And I think, you know, I talk to people and I, I see their energy shift even when I do videos, when we do interviews, it's like the camera starts and it's like, I'm like, who are you now? Uh, <laughs> Senior robot. That's what I call them. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Yes. And, it, you know, the worst for us is when someone actually has like old school PR training and then it, like they sound like a spokesmodel. Uh, but where, at what point did you realize how important this energy component was? I think I've noticed it ever since I started really looking at other speakers, I noticed specific energy about them. I don't know that I ever called it energy though. I was like, oh, that's a specific kind of human. And this is a specific kind of human. And that's just how they are. And I used to think of it as brand more than anything. Cause I mean, brand strategist, my whole life has been brand. So I was like, it's mm-hmm. the brand of them. And then I started thinking, Yeah. And how do we shift that into the energy of what we're trying to do? Like, what's that space that we're taking up and who are we in the words we're saying and how are we standing up and sharing what we're sharing? It's not the words of the speech. It's the who we are that's showing up for that. So I think there's the energy inside the brand. And I think it was really just this year that made me think about that because Zoom, I mean, we're all on Zoom all the time. It's this space that we have to sit in that's like two-dimensional going, okay, but we have to really connect and have our energy come through a screen now, not just from a stage. So I think the last time I was on a, the first time I was on a stage after the pandemic started was in May of 2021. And I walked down and was like, wait, uh, okay, I have pants on. I am on a stage, I'm moving. (laughs) And I have to use my energy, not just the top of me, like I am on screen right now with you is just like sitting here, I just have to use my energy from the waist up, but I don't have to use all of it. It's amazing the shift when you're like, oh, that's right. I have to use my legs. I can't just stand here and do this. Yeah. Oh, that's, it, it is interesting. It's it's interesting how it's changed now it's shifted. And then also like masks throw another component on it too, right? When you're like encountering yes. people and you're like, I've got to show I'm smiling at you and I'm not <laughs> with my eyes. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we all it, need more eye cream these days to like make sure that our wrinkles around our eyes aren't too much because we're trying to overcompensate with our eyes these days. <laughs> I know. Like, let me talk with my eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, what do you find? I like that idea of finding like who you are, finding the energy. And I know that some people this might sound woo, but I think it's 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 probably the best term for it. Is is what how you come at it because I, I honestly I like no offense to branding and brand strategy but I think most people's idea of brand is off and I like the idea of brand and energy versus brand being these are my colors and these are you know logo and and this lo- what does this logo say to you um right. you know but how do you discover 
someone's like what the energy they should be putting out. How do you help them figure that out? Well, it first starts with what are they doing currently? So if you and I were sitting here talking and you wanted to know what's your energy and how can I shift it? We'd have to first start with what's the energy you have now? Like, how do you feel like you're showing up now? What's the, what's the energy of you? Like what happened right before this call? And what do you have, what are you thinking about after this call? Are you here in this space or are you thinking about maybe you were talking to someone earlier and you're like, well, that was weird. I don't know what happened there. And it's like, is your energy really centered here versus I mean, we call it future projecting. Like, are you thinking about the things you okay, I have to make sure I get dinner together tonight? Are we, are we in the future somewhere? So it's figuring out like, where's your energy currently and where do you want it to be? Do you want to, let's say you show up, let's, if we're talking about on a stage or on zoom, if my energy is like really tired and low, what can I do to shift that? So it's high energy and excited and like ready to do the work that we're doing. And that's just like the surface energy. That's like the, the 3d world energy. There's even deeper stuff that we can get into too. But that first layer of it is how do I take myself from where I am to where I want to be? Interesting. And, and do you find that people undervalue that, like, especially on zoom, but also even on speaking, right. Where it's like, they're worried so much about what we're talking and not how they present themselves. Yeah, well, it's the connecting energy. It's like the, am I really here and connecting with you? Or am I off thinking about something else? And the other person can tell if they're really tapping into your energy. Like, are they really here with me? Or are they really thinking about the next thing they need to do or what they just happened? So I think it's that a lot of us don't really think about how we come across on Zoom. We think about, okay, well, I just have to jump on this call. And we rush to the meeting. We're like a minute late. We're like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I can't, I didn't, blah, 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 whatever the thing is. Instead of, thank you so much for waiting. I just had to take a minute to get centered and get ready for this. And I wanted to bring my whole self to it, which you don't have to say either of those things. Person, The person across from you can tell when you're doing that. Yeah, I think that's really important. And, and you know, how does that, I mean, in fact, calls like this, in effect, you know, because I, I think that's a major thing that's happened in the shift is there's no space in between our meetings, right? It's right. like, boom, 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 boom. And even if you try and install space, someone sneaks in, I have that problem. I'm like, no, if there's a buffer there, don't put a meeting in the buffer. <laughs> the buffer is there for the buffer. <laughs> yes, it's a buffer. It's not like, hey, let's, we, oh, we can talk to you for five minutes. Um, but, you know, I think that it's one of those things that people undervalue, but also, like you said, it's, it's, there needs to be some intention, but people don't have that intention without figuring out the value of it. And how does that affect, like, how does that affect the outcomes when you have the wrong energy? Well, someone can disconnect from you completely. I mean, if let's say you're on a sales call, because that's the easiest way to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're on a sales call with someone and you're like, oh, this person is totally the person I want to work with. Like, I'm super excited about this, but something happened right beforehand and you didn't take a chance to like, <sighs> gotta refocus, gotta focus on this person. And you didn't put in, in the energy to it. That person starts disconnecting as you're like, oh, well, I just have to hurry and sell them on a thing versus if they are the right person and you're sitting there asking them really great questions and going, okay, so how do you see your big vision? What's the next step for you? What are you, what are you wanting out of this? And really checking to see if it's aligned rather than like, oh, but if I don't sell them, then I'm going to be alone under a bridge by my, you know, like without food kind of thing. Like there's the difference in energy between those two things. So knowing what you're bringing to that conversation, it can shift the energy in how the person is connecting with you as well. Yeah. And really to get into that space right now, because like you said, 
you, you have that space. And, and I, like, if you're a salesperson, you're thinking, I just need to close this person, right? It's end of the month. Yeah. And I, I've got to close this person. And to get into that space can be difficult for a lot of people. Um, well, how do you figure out what that energy is? Like, and then, you know, what's right for you? I know this is a big question, probably like you're saying, like, <laughs> but let's just you know, go super deep. It's fine. Yeah. Let's just go super deep. And then like, and then shifting, it's like, I've got 10 minutes. I've got what, five minutes. And you're saying, okay, you know, bring yourself, but a lot of people can't do that. Right. They have no, I need methodology. I need like a, a checklist. Cause if you say to do that to me, I'm like, sure. Let me go look at Facebook. <laughs> can I Google that? Is that something I can Google? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) So I would say like, I have a meditation cushion in the corner of my office that has some, some quiet energy to it. I usually will take my phone over and put on some music. I have a playlist of like really chill music. I'd like, and a lot of people are like, Oh, if you meditate before do this or do that, just to get centered, I'll go over there and just sit there and think about the person I'm about to meet and be like, how do I want to show up in this meeting? And what do I want to do? Even if I have two minutes and I'm just like, I just need to let go of the thing that just happened and not worry about what's next, but really put myself in the energy of that person. Like, oh, there's so much that could happen in this meeting. And what am I excited about for this? What am I wanting to have happen in this meeting? It's almost like the idea of manifesting, which I love talking about. It's being able to call in that energy and go, how do I want to show up on this meeting? And what kind of breathing do I need to have before? Because maybe I had a call that was really rough right before, but I can't take that with me into it. So how can I just go, ah, just need a minute. And if that means you're two minutes late because your last meeting ended on time and you have to be on this next call and you're two minutes late. I mean, Zoom is always like, oh, I'm reinstalling. I'm doing something yeah. else. Or like <laughs> you show up and it takes 10, 10 minutes for that to even show on the other person's screen. It's like, okay, I appreciate that. And is it so important that you need to rush to your next meeting to not take that minute or two minutes to recenter? Even if you're sitting in your chair and you just kind of sit back and go, Reset. I'm resetting. I'm taking a moment. What am I going to do here? And then you go into the next meeting. It just gives a fully different vibe to it It versus, all right, log off, log back in, hurry. You don't even have water. You're like, oh, yeah. so it gives you that second to reset. Yes. That's good advice. Cause sometimes I'm like, I, like I'll go like, like I can go to the bathroom after my fifth Zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Five hours later, you have a urinary tract infection and you're like, how did that happen? <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, it's funny because it's true. Um, <laughs> yep. um, and, you know, and you said about manifesting and I, you know, I, once again, it, for some people, this is a woo-woo thing, but I think it's, it's super important to have that outcome in mind because you're essentially... When you're doing that idea of manifesting, I feel like you're training your subconscious to look yeah. for those things and to direct those things, um, you know, and, and coming up with intent. So we have that in Zoom, but now we're, we're trying to figure out, okay, what's our speaking energy? Like you're working with speakers and because is it always the same or like being on video? Like we, we coach people and we have people do videos. How do we help to coach them how do you help to coach them on being better at that moment on video for like a podcast or something? Yeah. Well, like just in general, like, yeah, we're doing like 20 different videos, you know, and, and it's like, Hey, you're going to be interviewed on video. Is it, is it getting centered? Is it the same thing? It can be similar. I mean, we, I'm doing a retreat soon and depending on whenever this is launched, I won't sell the dates, but 
I'm doing a retreat soon on the energy of speaking. And it's about mm-hmm. not like, okay, so when I get on stage, then this is what I'm going to do. It's when I book this speaking gig, what's the energy I'm putting into booking it? What's the energy I have for following up with that person and getting them the materials that they need? What's the energy of practicing for that speaking gig? What's the energy I have on the way to the airport, which for me is in more than an hour and a half. So there's a lot in that. And then also I say a lot of F words at airports because humans don't have spatial awareness. So that's really hard for me. So I'm manifesting a jet in case anyone wants to know that's like a big deal on my list of like things I don't want to have to deal with is airports. But can I get into an energy of like staying centered and being focused because people who are heading to that conference could be at that airport and I'm taking energy with me to even say hi to the person, the flight attendant on the airplane and to, to notice how I'm feeling and all of that, having a conversation with the person next to me or not. Like when you don't have to, there's no must do's, but it's all of the little steps and it's what am I packing and taking with me? How do I feel the morning I'm supposed to speak? Do I need to work out that morning because it helps me get centered? Do I go for a walk and visit the town that I'm in? Do I have, we have, um, for our speakers, we give them mini diffusers with some scents, some essential oils that help them kind of feel like they're at home. We have um, like a travel coffee mug that can help them get their coffee in the morning and make sure they can take it on their walk with them if they need to, or they're not having to get the paper cup or the little, you know, those stupid little cups that they put in rooms. You're like, how much coffee am I supposed to have here? It's all of those things. It's every tiny little thing. What's the music you want to be playing that morning? So you can really get in the energy and the vibe of the thing. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but that's, that's really thinking about every tiny little aspect of your energy as you're getting on Zoom or right before, right after, what you're doing to prepare for yourself, how you're feeling, all that. Did you put on deodorant this morning? <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody can smell that on Zoom, but you can. So there's that. <laughs> Another one of those things like, oh, I'm meeting people today. <laughs> oh, pants, pants. Don't forget pants. My husband once forgot pants when we went on a trip. So, yeah. Oh, oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> Um, and you know, it's funny you're talking about this because we're talking about energy being a fundamental and we talk about fundamentals of marketing and fundamentals of business. And I think energy is one of them, but when you're talking about that routine, the best professional athletes have almost that exact thing that you're talking about, don't they? And, and it's funny that, you know, I look to athletes because, because they, they have to perform right to get at that level. You don't have a choice, but to perform you can. And I never even think about that stuff. It's like, what is my routine before getting into that? And it's so important. And when you develop that, how has that affected you and your clients? How has it affected the performance? Oh, it's a total shift. I mean, even just when I did it for myself, which took me 13 years to figure out how to do that, how to understand like, okay, I'm not supposed to have breakfast before I speak at 9am. Because if I do, my guts don't feel very good. And I'm like really just trying to get my energy together and I'm like getting sluggish or whatever. So really tapping into understanding what I need, how many cups of coffee should I have? Not six. <laughs> that I'm like vibrating <laughs> on stage, but it's the, it's the awareness of what do I need and how is this going to support the humans I'm talking to? Because I, I say all the time, it's not about you. As much as you're getting yourself into the the energy of speaking or energy of your sales call or energy of your Zoom meeting, it's also not about you. And so thinking about like, okay, all these people who are sitting in front of me did not get ready for my speech. They didn't go, I need to get my energy up so that the speaker can feel it. Yeah, this is going to be so exciting. They were just sitting there going, 
man, I hope the speaker is not going to bore me to death. That's basically all they're walking in with. Like, well, low expectations, so I don't get disappointed, that kind of feeling. <laughs> so what are the things that you can do to, to get your energy up? And so it took me a long time to figure it out. But now that I know it, I can't unknow it. It's like one of those things where you're like, oh, I can't shut that door now. Now I have to really be careful with all of those things. And Yeah, you do. And how do you go about figuring out? I mean, you, you mentioned a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Is it, is, 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 and it's like, is there a standard routine? Is it like, you know, or do you figure it out and you're like, oh, I had six cups of coffee. Let me dial it back to five. Now four. Mm-hmm. Oh, four is the perfect amount. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I like to test stuff out. I've got like a science brain. So I'm like trying to figure out like, how do I figure all this stuff out? <laughs> well, one, it's just understanding that there are things to figure out. So once you realize that you're like, oh, what music would I like to be listening to in the morning? Like what does get me amped up in the morning or do I really want to see the town that I'm showing up in or do I really care? Like, I don't know. Is there a gym there? Is there a pool that I can swim in? Is there like, what do I, what kind of resources do I have at hand? Do I need my Peloton workout app on my, on my iPad? So I make sure it's charged and ready to go. Do I want to watch a movie the night before to kind of like get myself chill or do I want to take some time to just read and meditate that kind of stuff? I think it's all testing, but it's really knowing that there are things that you can do ahead of time so that you are managing your energy and you're not like depleting yourself so that when you're done speaking or done with a Zoom call, you're not like, and I'm dead now. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I can't no. network and speak to all the people after because I don't have any more energy left. That's it, It's fascinating. It's one of those things that like, I like, I think I subconsciously thought about, and we tell clients before video shoot, I'm like, A, we're not doing it in the afternoon because your energy is just going to be gone. And, okay. you know, and B, you, you have to create space for it. But, you know, it was kind of like a throwaway, but I realized how important it is because it, it, it means everything to, to how you perform and what you can do after. And so now we've figured out our energy. Are you like, okay, I've, I decided I'm going to have this energy when I'm speaking. Is, is there like, are there times where you're like, I should be shifting it? Like, like pregame, you're like, you know what? I'm going to shift this energy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think for, if we're talking about in-person speaking gigs, let's say, yeah. because that's the easiest, you can get there early and you're supposed to get there early. If you show up at the time you're supposed to be speaking, you're very late. <laughs> then the conference <laughs> organizers are super pissed at you. So getting there early, doing your sound check, and then feeling the vibe of the room. So I will admit that I'm an introvert. So meeting people before I have to speak is like the worst because I'm like, oh, they're here for me, but they don't know me. And What's great is they usually have my picture up beforehand and they're like, oh, you're Melanie Spring. I don't look like every other person. So they are like, oh, I see that you're a different kind of person and I want to talk to you. But then they're also a little afraid of speaking to you because you're the speaker. And obviously that means you're super famous, which is awesome because you're like, well, yeah, totally. (laughs) But then you get into this energy of like, okay, I have to introduce myself and talk about myself to people who don't know that I'm here to speak. So what's that energy? If you're a networking person, great. But if you're not, you're like, okay, I have to stand around and look like come to yeah. me, come hang out with me, like, please. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Same, exactly. I stand in the back of the room, like, okay, hi. But um, before you before you get up there, you're looking and feeling the vibe of the room is, does everyone know each other? Do they not know each other? Do they seem like they want to chat with each other? Are they really quiet? I mean, you go to the Midwest, I'm heading to Minnesota and Montana next week. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. I have to bring extra energy with me for this gig so that <laughs> I can make sure that, yeah, it's at eight o'clock in the morning and they're ready at eight o'clock 
you need to be like entertaining them to be able to get them out of that. So while you're even speaking, you're thinking about, is this landing? Am I watching the people's faces and going, Ooh, that's interesting. Or are they Norwegian and they have no facial expressions whatsoever? And you're like, okay, well, I bet you they're super excited and I'm just going to keep going with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you have to shift your energy a lot during your speech. That's fantastic. So um, tell me a little bit about, about who you work with and you know, work, working with you. I know it's kind of, you got to know someone to know someone to work with you, but. <laughs> but now um, you know me, so. I know, now I know <laughs> you and everyone listening to this knows you, but who, who are the types of people that you work with and coach? I typically work with people who have a really big vision. So on one side of my business, I do private client work, which is with speakers who have a really big vision. And I have different retreats or things I call the immersive experiences where I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one work. So it's, I'm very careful with that energy because of the fact that I have to sit with someone for three solid days and basically feel like a therapist and help them kind of clear their stuff out to get where they want to be. But I also need to know that they can see themselves in front of thousands of people someday at conferences or retreats or things that they're hosting or things that they're invited to. So they've got books in their future, that kind of stuff. But on the other side of it, I do a lot of corporate training where there's sales leaders or, I mean, C-suite people, but also like teams that are just sitting there going, I don't feel super excited about my job right now. And this last year and a half has been interesting because of that mm -hmm. thinking, oh, I kind of lost my spark because I have to work remotely and I don't get to see anybody. And then what do I do to keep myself energized? So I talk a lot about the energy of leadership and also pitching, like how to pitch your coworkers, your clients anybody, even your kids. So. Oh yeah. Pitching the kids is, yeah, that's important. <laughs> Gotta I do mean, your homework, kiddo. That's how this works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still, I mean, that's, that's, I'm always practicing on my son. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I make a practice on me. I'm like, sell that to me. So sell, yeah. sell me an idea that you should be playing video games. He's getting good right. at it. <laughs> Give me the data. Show me the data, kiddo. We got to see it. Awesome. Awesome. So if anyone wants to work with you, they go to melaniespring.com, mm -hmm. correct? Yep. And uh, yeah, we can follow you there and all your socials are Melanie Spring. Uh, what's your favorite social media right now? I'll put you on the spot. Well, what's funny is you caught me in the middle of a month of no social media. So ah. I'm on hiatus at the whole month of October. So it's nice. been an interesting three weeks so far and I'm excited about getting back on it, but also I'm like, do I want to, do I really? But if I am on it, I love Instagram. So anytime I can be on Instagram, hanging out with people and doing the thing. And how has being off social media affected you? I have so much more time. It's amazing how much time social media sucks my life away and how much I'm just like sitting there doom scrolling, like, oh, well, what else is broken in the world today? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, stop doing that. Stay focused on the positive. Like you are the positive person. So yeah, yeah. it can be hard, but I really love taking some time off. I usually, I've been doing it twice a year for a month just to like reset, think about what I really want to be sharing instead of just getting into the, oh, I have to post something to feed the beast. So yeah. it helps a lot. That's very, very smart. And like, I, you know, having a video agency and all these video things, I can't. And I'm like, man, I wish I could take a month off. Oh, you uh, can. I actually get 100% of my clients from social media. Uh, yes. But we were also, I have to check other clients' social media. Oh, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> Tell That's, them it, to it, take it, a month it, off with you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, awesome. So, you know, this, this season's about marketing stories and having run an agency. I bet you have a few crazy and uh, interesting ones. Yes. Uh, you can keep them completely anonymous. We love crazy client stories because we've all had crazy clients and mm. also crazy marketing stories. So uh, let me hear one of your, your great stories. I, mm, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> I'll give you one about a positive one that was about my agency. So a lot of people asked how we grew the company and she was named after my imaginary friend, Cicerina. So sister ballerina was what I called her, Cicerina. Nice. And um, I like to make up words as a kid. And when Twitter started, and I'm going to say 2007, Sure. 2008, sure. somewhere around there, I started using Twitter to meet clients and meet people in my neighborhood. I lived in Bethesda, Maryland at the time. And I was like, I just want to meet the people who are around me. And all these people on Twitter seem kind of cool. This was like back when Twitter was tiny and no presidents were on it. So there was that. <laughs> and um, so I started this thing called DC Tweet Up. And I got all of the people in DC to get to know each other without having to do a hundred coffee meetings. So I would do events once a month. And we did over a hundred events in five years to get client, we got all of our clients that way. So we got people on Twitter to meet in real life. We didn't tweet while we were there. We just like got to meet like, Hey, what do you tweet about? Instead of what do you do? <laughs> it was a yeah. lot more fun to do that. So I, um, that's morphed into the kick-ass humans club, which is just kickasshumansclub.com. And it's a fun group on Facebook that I'm not doing anything with right this month, but I yeah. usually am every day asking fun questions to make you think. So that was a really fun thing that ended up morphing into something I'm still doing to this day. And I have a lot of friends I met on Twitter. So I have friends that I'm like, oh, I met them on Twitter. Yeah, back when <laughs> Twitter, yeah, was like- It was really nice cool. and fun. Yeah, nice <laughs> so, and fun. Yeah, and then I have, <laughs> I guess from a client perspective, I had a client who, oh, they had a company and I'm gonna tell you the name of it because it doesn't exist anymore, but- it was a woman and her husband and she called her husband cookie daddy. And so she decided that was definitely going to be the name of the company. And I <laughs> wanted to fight her every day about that because it sounded a little, it was a bit much. <laughs> so, so I had this client who had this cookie company and you had to get your cookies from cookie daddy, which felt a little too sexual to me, but they were in their sixties <laughs> and didn't feel any, any remorse about it. I think they're in their seventies or eighties now, but it was just one of those like, Oh, good. Yeah. You know what you're doing. That sounds great. <laughs> oh, man. And how did that work out? Uh, they're not in business anymore. So <laughs> it was just weird. I mean, <laughs> not to be ageist, but it's like, yeah. Also mixing like cookie daddy and yeah, 60 year old. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole, it's a whole thing that I was like this. Mm, yeah. I appreciate that. But I think when you hire someone, this actually taught me a lot about branding when it came to when you hire someone who knows what they're doing, let them do their job. Like, <laughs> please let them do their job. And I now talk about this with even what I do. I'm not, I'm not doing anything other than training anymore. I'm not doing the work anymore, but I'm like, if someone tells you that your business brand is not good, don't do it. Like, yeah. Other people will say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone that knows what they're talking about. And I think that's funny with marketing too, because it's like, you know, I do, it's one of those things that I, people, everyone thinks they know marketing. 
until they oh, yeah. get, get really into it. Everyone's like, I'm a marketer. I'm like, you, you, you watch a few commercials, you're not a marketer. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, that's so yep. interesting. Well, if you're uh, on social media, you're a marketer. So yeah. Oh, that's the other one. Yeah. I'm a social <laughs> media expert. I've got, you know, 5,000 friends. I'm like, that doesn't make you a social media sure, expert. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, even if you have a million YouTube followers, that doesn't make you a YouTube expert. You just were really good at making content. doesn't mean you're great at marketing, but mm -hmm. that's a whole nother story. Yeah, that's uh, a whole other podcast series. Right yes. <laughs> Rants and raves. Awesome, <laughs> Melanie. Well, <laughs> um, so this has been fantastic. Go to melaniespring.com, check her out. When she gets back on social media, say hi to her. Make mm -hmm. sure to like this podcast, let her know you saw her on here. And you, if someone does want to work with you, you know, you have some retreats coming up and, you know, they could probably apply and beg to work with you to improve their energy right? Yeah. I just tell them to send me a love note. It's on my contact page. We have love notes, not contact forms. Oh, that's genius. Yeah. Branding, you know, that's genius. <laughs> that's great. Well, I love it. Well, thanks a lot, Melanie, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And thank you for taking Melanie on, on your journey. This has been Ion Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video, you know, it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.